With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Mike. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, your host and deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and we are bringing it to you again this week, and somehow the Pittsburgh Steelers made the playoffs? What? I tried writing this team off weeks ago. Um, I took the hard stance that there's no way this team was making the playoffs, and I was okay with it. Lo and behold, uh, a few things go their way, and all of a sudden they are, in fact, a playoff team, and they do have one of the best teams in football. Uh up on the schedule next in the Kansas City Chiefs. So really, this is going to be a pretty tall task for your Pittsburgh Steelers, of course. But let's be real here. Ben Roethlisberger's first Super Bowl came in this very position as the bottom seed of the AFC. Uh, back then, it was the sixth seed. Now, of course, the seventh. They uh, they have a shot at, uh, at winning a Super Bowl, unlike or like every other team that makes it. The most important thing is that you do make the playoffs, and then anything can happen from there. Sure, they got to go and play play road warriors through uh, this whole stretch but who knows stranger things have happened i know the steelers have struggled incredibly offensively and especially on the road this season uh, it's kind of been there too big achilles heels whenever they get away uh, from heinz field things start to go uh, pretty shaky 
But I guess there are some positive things that are kind of uh, leading the Steelers' direction. First and foremost, the Chiefs struggled incredibly against the Denver Broncos. Uh, I think that game is something the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, when it comes to making and crafting a game plan, can pull a lot from is looking at that tape. Uh, Denver, who they are still a, a pretty talented roster. They were uh, they were able to do some things to the Chiefs that not a whole lot of teams in football have this year. And yes, I know it was in Denver's building, but Kansas City didn't look like the dominant force that they have in uh, in recent weeks. So who knows? They are a team that has kind of trended a, a little bit in the wrong direction as this year has come to a close ever since they beat the Steelers, what, uh, 30, 30 to 3, I believe that game was, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but now... Um, the Steelers have won a couple in a row against divisional opponents before they head down to Arrowhead. And sure, it's pretty easy to write this team off in this game. Uh, it, it's one of the, these opponents that they're historically the last three years or last two years have been in this in the Super Bowl, uh, winning one of them the year before that. They made the AFC Championship game. This would uh, this is the year they're going for four AFC title games in a row. Not sure if they'll make it, but they're still the second team in the AFC, the second seed that they are. are they're a force to be reckoned with, and they're the second seed for a reason. They are one of the better teams in this conference and someone uh, that needs to be taken very seriously. So for the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game, really, it's going to have to take an effort that is so much better than what we got in Week 16. The Steelers' offense, defense, special teams, all needs to come together and play a full 60 minutes. Now, that game was kind of highlighted by how ugly it was for the Steelers and how the Chiefs didn't need Travis Kelsey or Tyree Kill. Um, they relied on guys like Pringle. Uh, the running game was almost a non-factor, but they're relying on these uh, these third and secondary receivers that really hadn't had too much of a place in their offense throughout this past season, except in that Steelers game. The Steelers, like their reserve players, their depth players, are all going to have to come out and play a better 60 minutes than what they did in Week 16. Uh, Akella Witherspoon's got to play better. Thankfully, they got Joe Hayden. I, I believe he was out in the last matchup. Um, T.J. Watt, uh, he, of course, he looks a lot healthier since playing through that rib injury in Kansas City. So th that alone should help. So... This defense, really, we know what it takes from them to win football games. They have to create pressure, force sacks, and force turnovers. If uh, they can force Patrick Mahomes into making bad throws, uh, causing some interceptions, forcing fumbles, uh, getting in his grill by any means necessary, that's only going to help this defense. And really, it's one of the biggest keys to this game is making Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable and uh, making him run for his life in the pocket. That's really that's really the only time times the Chiefs have lost this season, or really historically with Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback, is when his life is a living nightmare in the pocket. So really, you can point entirely to that front seven uh, to uh, do exactly that. T.J. Watt, of course, uh, tying Michael Strahan for that sacks in a season record. Uh, Cam Hayward eclipsing the 10-sack plateau again uh, for the veteran. Like, we know this front seven does have the talent to get home, but they just have to go out and do it and uh, make his life a living hell. And then they have to be able to uh, to actually force those turnovers and not, not like they can't afford drop picks in this game. If the ball hits a DB in the hands, they have to pull it in. 
It's those dropped interceptions that when you look back on a game, like, oh, that could have been the difference in the game. The Steelers are going to need those plays, those 50-50 plays, those those moments that affect the final outcome, those final scores. Any given Sunday, they're going to need them to fall their way. The, the dropped interceptions can't happen. Uh, drop passes on offense. Really, when it comes to catching the football, if it hits someone in the hands of a guy wearing black and gold, they need to catch the ball. That's it seems so fundamental and so simple, but really it's one of those things that is kind of one of the big factors in any football game. Those drops, those those coming up short on uh, third downs, anything uh, along those lines is, is something that kind of messes up. Uh, a team's rhythm offensively or defensively. So hopefully the Steelers are able to come away with those plays. Now, if they want to play Cinderella and win this game and continue a a storybook season, because we all know this team was never supposed to make the playoffs to begin with. They weren't supposed to make it when they uh, started the year one and three. Uh, They weren't supposed to uh, make the playoffs after they tied Detroit or got their butts whipped by Minnesota or Kansas City or uh, Los Angeles Chargers. It was never supposed to happen, but yet they still made it here. And if they want to continue the Cinderella stretch that is this season and elongate Ben Roethlisberger's career another week, they're going to have to do so by beating a good Kansas City Chiefs team. That's that's what it takes to continue this run. And if they're going to do that, they're still going to have to put up some points on offense. And of course, that's been one of the big, terrible things facing the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. Offensively, they've struggled. They've struggled on third down specifically, really. It's one of the more frustrating things, watching this team throw the football behind the line of scrimmage. It's just one of those things where the Pittsburgh Steelers have... I don't necessarily think it's play calling. I think it's just Ben Roethlisberger's decision-making on those downs. They're throwing passes that aren't going to move the sticks. This team needs to be more aggressive, and hopefully Ben Roethlisberger can just dial back the clocks in this game to continue this season. Really, to me, the two biggest factors is converting on third down and opening up some rush lanes for Najee Harris. Does he need that 188-yard game that he had against the Cleveland Browns for this team to win? No, but of course it would be nice uh, that uh, if he had a stat line like that, I would assume the Steelers won the game. But uh, if he can, if he could get close to 100 yards, perhaps to find the end zone once or twice, that would be big time for this offense. They're going to need the run game to get going, and they're going to need to be able to convert on those uh, on those. Uh, those turnover type downs, third downs. If they're going forward and fourth down, they need to convert. They need to throw past the sticks, and they need to really just hang on the football. That's one of the things that this team has struggled with a little bit the last couple of weeks. Deontay Johnson seems like his problem with drops is kind of uh, redeveloped here these last few weeks of the season. Um, so hopefully Deontay can get his head back in the game. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, I know he's become a pretty big option in the offense, but. As, as we all know and sit here, he's not a big-time receiving threat. He's someone that has always been a, a kick returner, punt returner, but uh, he's just gotten those looks on offense because of uh, some injury issues within the receiving core. And I know it's frustrating at times, but for a guy like him, he needs to put up yards. He's going to get a ton of targets. We already know it's going to happen. So hopefully when he catches those, those footballs, it's not for losses of one or gains of two. He's actually turning up field and looking like a kick returner with the ball in his hands uh, wiggling through uh, defenders making his way upfield so 
these big factors on offense, it's going to be the difference in this game. If this team can't score, like you're not beating the Kansas City Chiefs 16 to 13 like you did the Baltimore Ravens. That's just not happening. This offense needs to find a way to at least uh, get probably 28 points to win this game. That's probably the target because at least if the Steelers put 28 up on the board, they'd chew clock from those drives limit Kansas City's possessions, and hopefully uh, force a couple turnovers, which could win them this game. Uh, the Steelers are going to have to count for Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, who uh, the, the Chiefs, of course, were without Travis Kelsey that last time they played. And we saw what Mark Andrews did to this defense uh, from the tight end position as one of the better tight ends in football. So now you got the best tight end in football lining up against you. You cannot let him just feast and kill you play after play, which is something that... Travis Kelsey has done to the Pittsburgh Steelers in years past. Uh, On the ground, the Steelers, we've seen them struggle consistently as the weeks have gone on. Teams that just aren't good at rushing the football and teams that are running good at running the football. Uh, They can't stop the run. Uh, Defensively, that's their big Achilles heel. Uh, That's one of the things in this game. uh, They can't let Kansas City build up a a big lead and then just start ripping 12 to 15 yard runs each time they hand the football off. That's just another thing they cannot allow to have happen. If the Chiefs were to build a a multi-score lead and then they're ripping big runs that game, you could pretty much put it to rest. The Steelers need to be able to slow down teams' rushings attack and force them to throw the football against them because that's when the Steelers' defense is at its best, when they're able to attack the other team's quarterback and attempt to force turnovers. Now, that's going to wrap things up for the first half of our show here. We're going to jump into a quick break and be back with more live mic action in just a moment. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It is time for the second half of our show today. Of course, if you want to continue this conversation with me, you can do so by following me on Twitter at MichaelBeck56. And, of course, anytime... things break Pittsburgh Steelers we're going to be right here with you along the way if the Steelers continue this magnificent uh, playoff run uh, this uh, the Cinderella season if you will uh, of course we're going to be with you every step of that and once we hit the offseason like I've said before this is going to be one of the craziest offseasons in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers at least in the history uh, modern history since free agency's begun it's going to be wild so follow me on Twitter for more of that uh, that that breaking news type stuff (laughs) and also follow at BT steel curtain for all the breaking uh, news stories as they happen. Um, for the Pittsburgh Steelers Cinderella season to continue, uh, 
to even get to the Tennessee Titans, who would be the next opponent if the Steelers were to win against the Kansas City Chiefs, you might be thinking to yourself, well, what are the odds of them even being able to pull that off? But really, if we learned anything from this past Sunday, the odds don't matter. The Pittsburgh Steelers were down and out. They had less than 10% chance to make the playoffs. They needed the Jacksonville Jaguars, the crappiest team in football, the first overall pick team, the Jacksonville Jaguars to knock off the Indianapolis Colts. And they did. They did emphatically. It wasn't even a close ball game wire to wire. Jacksonville handled the Colts and it was exactly what the Steelers needed. The Steelers had a battle back in overtime against the Ravens in a game which, at the end, it started, seeing, it started to look like it was tipping Baltimore's direction if it wasn't for a Cam Sutton interception and a big stop on defense in overtime. They were able to win that game off of Chris Boswell's toe. And if all that wasn't enough to make you a believer in this team, Sunday Night Football, the stress amongst all stress, sitting there watching the Chargers and Raiders go to overtime and the clock tick away and the Raiders just start getting complacent running the football. And me watching, I was like, oh no, this game is actually going to end in a tie. The only way that would prevent the Pittsburgh Steelers from making the playoffs. Sitting there watching that, I generally thought it was going to be the end. It felt like these teams were playing for the tie at that point, and the game was going to be over, and the Steelers would have no playoffs to enjoy this coming week. But lo and behold, uh, Brandon Staley timeout from the Chargers bench motivated the Raiders enough to push the football one more play. They picked up a big first down from Josh Jacobs, rushing the football across the 30-yard line, taking a timeout with two seconds left, and making what I believe is a 48-yard field goal for the Pittsburgh Steelers to make the playoffs. They miss that field goal. The Steelers don't go to the playoffs. Staley doesn't take that timeout. Most likely, the Steelers don't make the playoffs. The Steelers lose to the Ravens. They don't make it. The Jaguars lose the game they're supposed to lose. They don't make it. All those factors that, really, the Steelers were underdogs. The Jacksonville Jaguars were massive underdogs. And that whole overtime period... The odds were stacked so incredibly high against the Steelers. There's no reason for them to be playing on Sunday, but yet here we are and they are still alive. And to me, that is a reason enough to believe that that, that anything can happen this year. It's been one of the craziest years in football, and I've given up on trying to write the story of this team on to say whether or not, oh, they're a successful team, they're a bad team, they're this team, they're that. They're a team that's gotten the job done enough. Uh, they've won when they needed to win games. They've won. They went four and two in the division with a young and hot uh, Cincinnati Bengals team taking over the North. Even then. The Steelers were able to knock off both the Browns and Ravens, two teams everyone's expected to be better than the Pittsburgh Steelers. They beat them both twice in their own building at Himes Field. It didn't matter. Primetime, you name it, the Pittsburgh Steelers were successful in all of those matchups with really their two biggest rivals. They did all that. They did all that with an old man at quarterback who is on retirement's door in Ben Roethlisberger. There's no reason for this team. Everyone's written Ben off for having a dead arm, not being able to throw the football, not being able to do this and that and the other thing, being a being a tree in the pocket, just limbering around. But yet they've continued to win football games. They went 9-7-1. and one. If it wasn't for that rainy day, Pat Farmuth not fumbling or Deontay Johnson not fumbling, they beat those Detroit Lions. 
wins. Yeah, was that a tough game to tie? Sure. This team, this was still basically a 10-win team. A nine-and-a-half win team is basically what it will go down in the record books as, which... Again, it's incredible that this, this Pittsburgh Steelers were able to pull this off. They did. Now they have a big task in front of them. They have to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. If they can pull that out of their butts, they got to play the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Sure, the Steelers knocked them off before, but they're going to be a rested Titans team with Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown available and in the lineup. Those... We know, no matter what, if the Steelers are going to win this game against the Chiefs, that's what lies ahead of them in the divisional round. And then, of course, the AFC title game after that is going to be another top team uh, from the other side of the pool. So, really, it's going to be one of those just... The Steelers are going to have to beat the best to be the best if they want to hoist a 7th Lombardi this year. Is it likely? Heck no. Does the probability say the Steelers lose by 20 this week? Yeah. Would I be surprised if they lost by 20? No. But that's just the story of this 2021-2022 season. The the, the bizarre has happened this year. In so many situations, the, the games you think would go one way like easily don't. It, it's been a strange season in the NFL. And, and really... It's really for Steelers fans watching the Pittsburgh Steelers alone. It's been a strange season for us. They tied the freaking Detroit Lions. They, they've won games against the Buffalo Bills that everyone thought Buffalo was going to be a surefire Super Bowl contender in week one. They beat them. They beat the Browns twice. They beat the Ravens twice. Then they have stinkers in Minnesota and L.A. And, of course, those games against the Bengals. It's just this team has been so up and down. It's crazy. It feels like the Steelers could win and lose any game. They could lose any game by 40, or they could somehow win it by three. That seems to be the theme of this team, and, and just basically how the defense and quarterback perform is basically how the story is going to be written by the time that final whistle blows. So sitting here as a fan of this team, watching what happened this past weekend, watching what's happened the last really four weeks for the Steelers, of course going 3-1 and one as the year rounded out, None of this was supposed to happen. None of it. But sitting here today, the Pittsburgh Steelers made the playoffs and it wasn't supposed to happen. Should I apologize for saying the Pittsburgh Steelers were a bad football team? Yeah, I guess because at the end of the day, they made the playoffs. If they get bounced in the first round, that's still incredible um, for these young players on this team as a learning experience. And it's going to help this team so much when it comes to finding their next quarterback in the offseason and attracting free agents. The Steelers are, personnel-wise, probably the weakest roster since like the late 90s when the team transitioned from that Blitzburg era into uh, that uh, Steel Curtain 2.0 era. Um that transitionary period like this roster isn't good but they managed to finish second in the AFC North and earn a playoff spot this it just seems like a team that doesn't go away and because of it because of what they've been able to do on the field other players are going to are going to recognize that and if the Steelers have some good talent what's stopping them from going on a run next year this this postseason sure it's unlikely the Steelers do anything in the postseason, but just getting there 
it's going to say so much when it comes to like a veteran free agent picking between, I don't know, the Denver Broncos who, who weren't close and are in one of the best divisions in football and are the obvious bottom or the Pittsburgh Steelers, like two teams that obviously need a quarterback this offseason. Which one would you rather go to? The team that does a lot with not a whole heck of a lot of talent being the Pittsburgh Steelers? Or would you want to go to Denver? That's been a consistent underachiever since Peyton Manning uh, retired. It's just one of those things. It's, same goes for the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield's been holding that team back for a, for years now. We've seen it as Steelers fans. Cleveland's denied it as much as they want, but I think even Browns fans are starting to realize uh, that their quarterback's been holding them back to a degree. But Cleveland was supposed to be the best team in the AFC North this year. They're supposed to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. They were eliminated from playoff contention before the final week of games even started. That's just one of the things about this team. The culture of the Pittsburgh Steelers is winning. That's what it's always been. They haven't had a losing season since, what, 2003? The Pittsburgh Steelers don't know losing, and this year when we all expected a losing season, it still didn't happen. Now the Steelers are going to roll in an offseason with currently $44 million in cash, and they'll probably be able to push that to 60 plus. Some decent draft picks. Like, this team, sure, they're a team in transition, but this was one of the rebuild years. This was still one of the rebuild years, and they made the playoffs. And who knows what can happen for from here. Sure, obviously this team is, is one that uh, still has to prove itself in the playoffs against good teams. Would Ravens fans and Browns fans try to laugh in our face if we got blown out by the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend? Yeah, of course they will. Did their teams make it? No. But that's not going to change the fact that this team has set themselves up better for the future because they were able to put themselves in this position. And this position, once again, is going to be another kind of tip in the hat, tip of the cap to a storybook career of Ben Roethlisberger. Making the playoffs is going to push uh, TJ Watt's Defensive Player of the Year campaign over the finish line because the voters, they look at things like that. The Steelers made the playoffs and TJ Watt was a big factor as to why. All these things are going to just kind of point the direction of this team for years to come. And really, I couldn't be more excited to see Sunday's game to see if the Steelers are able to have a little bit of fight left in them uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs and if they're able to pull off something that no one expected them to do. And really, that's been the name of the game for the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers, doing things that no one expected you to do. So with all that said... That is the end of our show today. I want to uh, just remind you to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. We all we say it every podcast, but it should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, from game grades, breaking news, you name it. It is available at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You're able to follow us on social media as well, on Twitter, at BTSteelCurtain, or myself, at MichaelBeck56. You can also follow Behind the Steel Curtain on Facebook. You can just search Behind the Steel Curtain. Have I said Behind the Steel Curtain enough? Not quite, because I also want to plug the rest of our podcast platform. Tons of content coming to you each and every single day from live shows uh, on YouTube and Facebook to shows like uh, the one you're listening to right now, uh, the live Mike and uh, Jeff Hartman's uh, Let's Ride and Dave Schofield's Stat Geek and Jeffrey Benedict's uh, Cutting Room Floor. There's tons of content for each and every one of you. You're a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You've lasted this long in my podcast. You might as well hit five stars, subscribe, like what? 
whatever, what have you, to uh, help promote our content. And it helps give us uh, the ability to make more great content for you. So once again, thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Live Mic Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, and we will talk to you guys soon.